0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode and this week it's Star Wars week. Well close enough. May the 4th is coming up in about uh, six days time so as is customary we are watching one of the Star Wars films. Uh, This is the fifth year we've been doing this now so we are up to the fifth Star Wars film, canonically the second in the storyline. It is Star Wars, episode two, Attack of the Clones. And joining me as always, we have someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film and joining us via the magic of the internet, it is Tegan Mulvaney.
1: Hi, very excited to be here.
0: Yes, it's, it is very exciting. Um, the reason we're doing this on the internet uh, is because on the day of recording, Perth, uh, where we live, is going through a little bit of a, a COVID whoopsie, uh, I think is what we would officially term it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we are in a couple of days of lockdown, but that doesn't mean we can't watch some films, Tegan.
1: That's very, very true. So, it's like the perfect time, I guess, to watch films that you'd never watch in yes. normal
0: life. And you have not seen Star Wars Episode Two: of Attack of the Clones.
1: Nope, I never have. Um, I think I was in high school when it came out and, I don't know, friends liked it, but I was too busy watching reruns of Austin Powers,
0: I think. Mm. Well, uh, by the end of today, we'll know if that was a good choice or not. So uh, <laughs> what do you know about um, Attack of the Clones?
1: I think it's one of those ones that people are like, yeah, that's a stinker, but it seems to have a bit of a fond following. Mm. Um, Those three, those three in particular, episodes one, two, and three, they just kind of blend all in together for me. Probably everything I know from it is from playing Lego Star Wars right um on the xbox
0: mm, which is we've previously established my, yeah is uh your 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 main entry into the star wars fandom
1: yeah yeah that was um that that's the way i learned a lot of star wars before actually educating myself in the world of star wars so but it seems to be pretty seems to work pretty well like it, they do match up pretty nicely you just don't have to collect little bricks that's all
0: yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's all all of the passive enjoyment you can have watching uh, this Star Wars film. Well, luckily for you, we do have someone who has seen this film. Uh, please welcome to the program, Patrick Downs. Hi. Hi. Hey, Patrick. Hello. How's uh, how's this uh, little little lockdown going for you? Oh, uh, Steve, I hate COVID.
2: It's coarse. <laughs> it's rough. It's irritating, and it gets everywhere.
0: It certainly does. Uh, that that line fits a lot better than I thought it would. Uh, <laughs> um, so obviously, you've seen Attack of the Clones. Uh, we we yeah. know you're a big Star Wars fan from from previous uh-huh. uh, episodes. So where is Attack of the Clones for you in your sort of general uh-huh. Star Wars ranking?
2: This is this is this isn't even in the basement. This is buried underneath the foundations of the house. You know, this is the. This is the one you. This is the the drifter you've murdered and wrapped up in paper, in plastic bags and buried. Mm. This is um, this is a stinker, mm. and that's kind of why I really wanted to do it. Yeah, because there, there's a lot there's a lot of good stuff to talk about with this one.
0: Yeah, um, look, I, I remember um, this one in particular of those original three. I think this is the only one I just don't have any positive memories of uh, in terms yeah. of um, Phantom Menace when it came out. I was ten so like yep, it, yep. It, it, for me it was like oh what whiz bang Jaja brings is hilarious like all that kind of stuff and i remember yeah. bits of revenge of the sith six years later bits of it being okay uh, particularly like a lot of the fight sequences but this yeah. one I, I i'm really struggling and I've, I've not seen it for for a long time but i was really struggling to think of anything that that i remember from it going oh yeah and i think there's maybe like one sound effect that i can remember for a very specific uh <laughs> uh weapon that gets used um by oh, one of the yeah, spaceships of course, yeah, yeah. yeah that that that, yep. that i remember i was like and that's probably just because i saw it in the mandalorian more recently and went oh yeah that yeah, was cool true, true. um ex- so this one for me oh sorry man you... no go ahead
2: so this one for me i actually have quite a lot of memories of So I'm considering how much i dislike it i have seen it a lot because i think it was either the first or second movie I owned on DVD. Mm. It was either this one or the first Sam Raimi Spider Man, right, which is a much better movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I couldn't remember which one I got first. But yeah, it's so I have seen this movie a lot, oh,
0: okay. not
2: probably since I was about sixteen. <laughs> But yeah, the, I've it was seen on it a lot,
0: yeah. It was on high rotation for a couple of years. Oh, definitely, yeah. 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 Uh, having heard all of that, Tegan, are you more or less excited to see this film now?
1: Um, more if it's trash, <laughs> then I'm keen to see it, I'm keen to watch it.
0: All right, well, uh, how about we uh, all load up our uh, separate streaming services and get into the trash compactor? That is Attack of the Clones. Are you guys ready? <laughs> oh, let's go okay for those of you who are listening at home popping your dvds load up your streaming services and get out your death sticks as we prepare to watch (laughs) star wars episode two attack of the clones (laughs) oh Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. And I'm joined once again Hello. by my special guests, uh, Patrick Downs. Hi. And uh, Tegan Mulvaney.
1: Boo. Hello. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so, Tegan, um, I feel the booze may be giving it away, but what did you think of Attack of the Clones?
1: Um, Confusing. Um terribly written um still a bit of fun though
0: mm. it was
1: fun to be had
0: I feel like you've got it in one there um it, it, it was <laughs> um it, it it's not good is it it's, it's not really much more really you not. can say that's well, right really not good it's really bad yeah uh, Patrick obviously this was your first time watching it in a, in a little while yeah. um same for me probably more than decades since I last watched it and uh, I, yeah. I guess we can see why yeah absolutely um pardon me um
2: yeah i I can't remember the last time i watched it but it has been a really long time um i didn't even revisit it when the sequels came out Mm. um but i think as i said at the very end in in the group chat that it's worse it's way worse than i remember it being
0: Mm. (laughs) it's
2: it's so bad it's just it's my biggest issue with it is how slow and boring it is mm. Like yeah. I think that's the worst thing. Like all the all the dialogue, all the acting, it's just so like one note and yeah. slow and boring. It, like yeah, the dialogue's bad and the, and the effects haven't aged super well. Mm. But I feel like there was just a bit more pace, well. a bit more energy. Sorry, Tegan.
1: I'm sorry, it, it, that's what made it even more confusing. With like when I was trying to, I mean, I was sending through the group message. Where is he? What? Yeah. Why are we here now? What's going on? But it's because it's too much to try and concentrate on. It Mm. had nothing to do with the fact, really that I hadn't seen the first episode one, maybe one or two things here and there, but the rest of it I'm like, no, it's because I've tuned out in the scene before Mm. and now all of a sudden another scene because I had to watch stupid Anakin and his toxic relationship for 20 minutes. Yeah,
0: Yeah. It, it is quite novel of this film to just not have any... Um, arc at all like there, there is just no plot arc at all it's it's literally doing,
2: Steve they fall in love it's a yeah. beautiful love story yeah look beautiful um, and not at all written by a weirdo who doesn't understand humans
0: yeah look I think we probably should address the uh the the romance um very much uh in quotation marks there uh, between <laughs> Anakin Skywalker and um Queen Amidala or Padme um Tegan, just, just as a first-time viewer, um,
1: yeah. did,
0: were, were you on board this particular ship? Was the Did at any point, was it believable that, that these two would be in a relationship?
1: Um, maybe a potentially dangerous relationship. Um, I don't know. The, the thing with that relationship is it did two things. It enhanced the fact that Hayden Christensen is now known as a terrible actor and a terrible person, because Mm. I don't think even as the actor, because his acting wasn't great, but then the script and that character just made it worse. It like kind of fed into this narrative that he's maybe not a great person. person? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it seems to be the consensus. I have a feeling maybe he's a little bit contentious, um, but there was because he's such a whiny little rat bag and he's so sulky every, the way it's played as well as the way it's written is gross, but then it also undermines that whole character of Padme as well. Mm. She's meant to be str- She's just, it just totally undermines her emotionally where she's like the, she te- seems to fall in love with him. The moment that she seems to fall in love with him the most and be like, yeah, I'm going to love you and I'm going to marry you is when he goes, my mom died, so I killed everyone. <laughs> killed everyone because I was really angry. Um, and she's like, I love you. <laughs> That's like the moment. And I'm yep. like, toxic, mm. toxic relationship.
0: Yeah, this this relationship, um, again, I probably... I haven't watched this since I was a, a teenager and certainly a, a little less worldly than I am these days, uh, particularly in, in the world of um, relationships. And um, this, this is just just so not good, just, just absolutely not good at all, this, this depiction. And I'm a little worried, to be honest, that this, this relationship is depicted as one that we're meant to be sympathetic towards in a Star because- Wars film.
1: There yeah, are identifiable red flags in mm. this relationship. They're like, like that you go, oh, mm. oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's terrible.
0: Yeah. Patrick, you were going to jump in there? Well, I was going to say, I, I, I don't disagree,
2: but I honestly don't think enough people care about this movie or watch this movie and, and legit go, oh, yeah, that's what that's what love should be like. mm um,
1: well, there's one saving grace <laughs> in this movie. Maybe we'll give it an extra star for the fact that
2: no one cares. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Honestly, like I, I, I think I don't. I agree with all, with everything you guys are citing, but I just don't. I don't think enough people like this movie <laughs> to really to to take anything like that away from
0: it. Yeah, I mean, my my concern would be more. Um, people who when this movie came out were either my age or younger Um, I would have been 12 or 13 when this film came out and the idea of like a a group of you know boys and girls that age going into that film and even though they know it's oh it's Anakin Skywalker he's he's going to become Darth Vader and that (laughs) means that he's the baddie but he's not the baddie in this film and just 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 that small thing about I, I don't have any doubts that many people watched this and went ah oh, yes a realistic depiction of love that's you know it's, it's not so much that I think it's more the Anakin Skywalker I guess for me feels like George Lucas really kind of had a grasp on uh what internet f- boy culture was going to be before it really took off and it's just yeah. kind of scary to see that all the you know that he's just missing a fedora that that's all anakin skywalker is missing like he he says
1: yeah he says
0: yeah you know he says my lady a lot he's he's constantly <laughs> gaslighting this this padme person it's just not good it's just not a good depiction
2: it, <laughs>
0: george lucas like here, my I, early
1: 20th, sorry it's like my early 20s dating life that's but... <laughs> <laughs>
2: lady oh mm-hmm. honestly I reckon George Lucas ha- does have a very skewed idea of romance because like he's been divorced like a bunch of times I think mm-hmm. or at least once possibly twice like he's just like and, and I think I can't remember what movie it was it might have been
0: Empire Strikes Back one
2: of them where he's like yeah, I was going through a divorce, I was in a really dark place, so I like took it out on the movie.
0: <laughs> that was Temple of Doom, uh, and we know because we, yeah. we we just did this on the podcast a few weeks ago. And uh, right. he and Spielberg were both going through big, uh, difficult breakups, and it shows in Temple of Doom. Um, it really does yeah. show. Um, and just to confirm, George Lucas has only been divorced once, he got uh, oh, okay. married right. uh, eight years ago to Melody Hobson, and they are still, according to the internet, happily together. Uh, and also, no wonder they're happily together because just above that, George Lucas's net worth is down at $9.48 billion US.
1: That's a big break between marriages.
0: Yeah, 83 to 2013. Yeah, yeah, he had a 30-year break between drinks, which, uh, you know, he, he was too busy making these. These were his magnum opus. He was yeah. right in the middle of but, writing this.
1: It's not like we're looking for realism. No. It's like... But it's just, I think when you get the formula right, the way he did, I guess, with the first three, with, um, you know, with episode four, five, and six, with mm. that hand solo, um, what's her face? Leia, Princess um, Leia.
2: Yeah.
1: Princess Leia. I was going to say hand solo and Carrie Fisher. I was like, no. Mm. I keep well, jumping between the actor and the. And the but person. In, I mean, in, in reality,
2: though, that's another reason that that, that relationship True. worked. Mm. True. That's true. They just like, there was
1: just more dynamism. I think there's, there's no, there's nothing dynamic in the character of Padme no. in no. this film. I, mean, I'm, I can only speak of this film, obviously. Mm. And there's nothing dynamic in Anakin, other than that he sulks that she calls him little Annie at the start, yeah, and then, and then all of a sudden he's like giving her the, the, the f- eyes, and she's like, Stephen says it. Don't do that. Don't look at me like that. It's creepy. And he's like, all
2: right. Yeah.
1: That's soft. How about, how about if here? I murder
2: a bunch of people for you? And she's like, yeah. ooh, okay. And then, like, that case. And then like,
1: everything's soft here. Nothing's coarse. Mm. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. You're
0: gonna yeah. gently oh. touch your back.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they end up together. And I, I guess that's important for, I think they end up together just because it's important for the plot, because he has to have, Kids that then have to be hidden from him,
2: but it's not. I mean, how many love stories have been written in history? Like, just copy one of those. It's not hard to make a decent to write a decent love story. Like, Mm. there are some of the most basic of basic narratives. I love copy
1: your own love story. Copy
2: the one that you put in
1: films, mate. Like,
0: Mm. why does
2: it have to be so (laughs) weird?
0: Do you know what the scary thing is? Maybe he did.
2: Maybe this is how
0: George Lucas got together with Marsha Griffin back in the sixties, and that's an what, She saw,
1: she she babysat him when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: and then he murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying I'm not putting it I'm not putting it past him. He's uh you know he's a very capable man in some places. Yeah. George Lucas. Let's let's move on from from Anakin yeah. and Padme because I I sort of feel as though we've got that off our chest. That's yeah. It, it was probably the worst bit of this film um but there are other contenders for worst bits of this film um such as you know the story which um is it it just feels uniquely bad because phantom menace having watched it last year for the podcast i think phantom menace comes out a lot better from this recent rewatching than this film does um and that could be partly because you had um Uh, Liam Neeson in it as well as um, Ewan McGregor it wasn't just Ewan McGregor doing all the heavy lifting like in this one Um, but but the story is just very muddled in in this one and it it, to be honest it feels like it's just been stretched too far there's there's only really a few basic plot points and we're really stretching them out over this two hour and 20 minute film runtime.
1: I would have happily watched a film of the last war that last little fight that they had if that just yeah. went on for longer but mm. like you know with ebbs and flows peaks yeah. and troughs sort of thing that was that was quite fun
2: mm. but yeah.
1: I was so done by then mm.
2: the, 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 the war because the, that was sort of the whole thing was like was, was the was the war and that's how in in, in episode three that's how um palpatine, Takes control of the galaxy mm. is through the war, mm. like again, you know, like dictators through history. like takes advantage of, of chaos and starts a war, and then takes power through that. It's like, you know, fair mm. enough, do that. And I feel like why all th- this stuff about the clones, like the clones yeah. actually really don't matter. Mm. Like, why aren't why aren't they just soldiers? You know, yeah. like if this if this is a union, mm. like an alliance of, of 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 solar systems, tens of thousands strong.
0: Mm.
2: surely they've all got armies yeah and they can just come together and put them in stormtrooper outfits
0: uh, i think it's mostly just down to the fact that the, the clone wars were specifically referenced in the original film um yeah, you know it's no, that you fought with my father that. in the clone wars so yeah they had to get the clones from somewhere um I, I just don't know that we needed I about that one I, I don't think we just needed as much focus on on, on the on the creation of the clones I, to be honest it, it was all, so much of it yeah like i didn't mind obi-wan kenobi private eye like that's that that bit of the film is okay <laughs> but it does feel as though um it, it got lost in this sort of my own but he also
2: world. sucks at it because <laughs> like he turns up and they're like oh jedi we were expecting you and he's like what i didn't tell you i was coming what, did, what am i doing <laughs> it's like no, dude, you're meant to be on like an espionage mission. Like, play along. you mm. meant to read minds. Well, Can yeah. you just yeah. you sense that? shit?
0: Uh, yeah, There's the-
1: so many plot holes when it comes to the force and mm. how actually plausible yeah. that force is and how... Re- I don't want Jedis ruling my planet.
0: Mm. They
1: are stupid. No, it's terrible.
0: Yeah, I, I, idiots. Uh, look, I... Because
2: uh, in- the, the force... Oh, are we going to say the same thing? No, I'll let you go first. I was going to say, because the force in the original trilogy, and I'm going to try my best to limit Hmm. the comparisons between the prequels and the original trilogy. Yeah. But the force in the original trilogy, like, practically, yeah, it makes you, like, you can jump and, like, move things, like, telekinetic, move things with your mind. And on some people, you can do little mind tricks and, like, discombobulate them and who are, you know, who are weak-minded. Everyone himself says it. Like, people who are weak-minded. So you can't just do it to anyone. they're paying attention or they're expecting you to do it like it won't work Mm. but if you catch someone unawares and maybe they're a little bit dumb you know like he does that stormtrooper that's it all all that's the all all the power it gives you Mm. but from a story perspective it's much more symbolic and metaphorical like it's meant to be kind of like like spiritualism religion like it's meant to it's meant to represent all of these things Mm. Mm. Um, you know, Yoda's got that big speech in Empire about how it's everywhere, it surrounds us, it's yeah, inside us. Right. You know, and it, it's you know f- from that point, from that point of view, it's like, oh yeah, I, I understand kind of what what he's trying to do. It's not, it's not a perfect one to one. It's not a great analogy, mm. but mm. you can understand that it's a, it is a bit more to it than just it turns you into a superhero. Yeah. But in the in this in the prequels and and into the and in the sequels to a degree. It just, it does whatever you need it to do at the time.
1: Yeah. And, and that's kind of, kind of remind sucks. Me, They remind me of a bad improv group where the work they do is subpar, but they pat each other on the back and tell each other they're doing wonderful stuff. Mm. And then, and then everyone else is like, they're really bad. Yeah. And they're like, we're the best. Look <laughs> at what we do. We're changing lives. Mm. Everyone's like, no. You've stolen ten of ten minutes away from me.
0: I've never considered the Jedi's as a bad improv group, and now I just want to see <laughs> the Jedi Council play um, Blind Line and just just see. <laughs> just see what they do space
1: jump. literal space jump
0: yeah yeah they could absolutely do it um yeah the thing I was just going to say with um Obi-Wan not mind reading is I presume it's just because the Kamenins' heads were so much higher maybe to read the mind it's got to be at eye level I, I, that's the only excuse I can think of um, I quite like the the aesthetic of the Clown Planet. And in terms of the general aesthetic of things in this film, like it does feel... Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, like yeah, a, it looks another nice. world. Yeah, it feels yeah. Like, a, like a fantasy adventure like Geonosis with its gladiator ripoff arena fight still feels kind of cool uh Coruscant yeah. feels like a weird bustling metropolis um and it's got a real Blade
2: Runner kind of vibe to it yeah, yeah.
0: and um yeah, yeah Kamino with its like constantly raining um exterior and then yeah. th- th- the fight between uh, Obi-Wan and Django on Kamino is is pretty good
1: that was fun yeah, yeah that was good
0: that was a good fight Django, Django stuff and like
1: little, that. Bro, little bro bro are the best too. <laughs> Characters.
0: yeah, Broba yeah. Fett. yeah Broba Fett.
1: Bro, uh, bro 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 bro
0: yeah it, um I, I i do have to say um patrick i presume you've watched the mandalorian yeah i think that this the sequences with django are are improved upon with with having now had the mandalorian and the connections that that show makes to mandalorians in general and yeah. to yeah. um the Fett family in, in specifics yeah sure in terms of just
2: giving uh the character a little bit more depth a little mm. bit more meaning to the story
0: sure yeah yeah although it although it did make me just go I could be watching the Mandalorian instead of this why am I why am I, I watching this? <laughs> yeah, I um well they've got that was
2: it the book of Boba Fett coming out
0: yeah so you know yeah we'll get we'll get more but I did, like brought, I did like that
2: they bought I did like they bought Tamura Morrison back in the in the Mandalorian. Yeah he's just beating cool. guys up with his, with his little tummy and yeah. his weird like like nightgown like, his palm yeah. is strapped on over his nightgown kind of thing. <laughs> Into that. I like it.
0: Yeah, that was wonderful. Um, and I yeah. mean, the man's,
2: like, the man's like 70, so, you know, we can cut him some slack.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and he's, he's really good in this. Like, in terms of getting a single actor yeah. to not only be Jenga, but to be all of these clones as well. Like, I, I remember at the time people... We're not necessarily massive fans of the, the retconning of Boba Fett being essentially a Kiwi because obviously they went back and changed it in all the films so that he has the same accent as, as Django did. And little, little, see that. Bowing. I don't like that. Yeah. Very much. But, but on reflection, I'm that's like, just unnecessary. It, what did they do? I, in the original um, Star Wars trilogy, Boba Fett did not have a New Zealand accent. He just had a sort of general, this kind of voice yeah. And then when they uh, went back, when Lucas went back and re-edited the films to make uh, the original trilogy flow more with the um, the, the prequel trilogy, um, uh, Boba Fett's voice was changed so that it was um, Tamara Morrison. So he now has a New Zealand accent um, in the original trilogy. Well, that's, that's
2: fine. Mm. But that's fine. also. Change... I think, am
1: I going to say what you're going to say? Changing Hayden Christensen... Putting him in the end of...
2: Well, no, um... that's not what I was going to say, but that's also a terrible thing. That yeah. He did. yeah. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is what he didn't need to do was then go and give that same accent to all the Stormtroopers mm. in the original trilogy as that's well. That's right. That just seemed a bit like, I don't C- know.
0: Yeah, because at that point, the, the Stormtroopers weren't all clones or weren't exclusively well, you know, clones. I mean, that's when
2: that's when you start getting into, like,
0: yeah, extended
2: universe nerd shit and, like, yeah. I agree, <laughs> because by that point they've stopped using clones and they start conscripting people from mm. different galaxies, different systems and stuff. So yeah, they wouldn't have, all have Kiwi accents, yeah. but it just kind of just I don't know. I don't mind.
1: It's such an inoffensive accent. That's why I love that it's.
2: He's well, such yeah, a hard I think it guy. works really it's well it's for
1: such the characters. A sweet yeah. accent. It's mm. so.
0: Yeah, it makes their inevitable betrayal all the more tragic. Um, yeah, um, just, oh boy, anything else that was good about this film? Was, was there anything else that we liked about Attack of the Clones? Because I feel like we should try and focus on the positives. Jay Lagaya. Do... <laughs> Jay Lagaya, who uh, your voice modulated like tea pain when you said it. <laughs> um, yeah, just for, for those of us who are uh, unfamiliar with Jay Lagaya, who is Jay Lagaya, Tegan?
1: Um, he's currently a play school presenter, which makes it even cooler. He's, um, I think he's a Samoan actor um, who's been on Aussie TV since the 90s, and he's great. And once in a thread oh, on a Facebook page, he and That's I a had, a little, had, a, had a back and forth little fancy stuff. Oh, really? What? It was fun. I got I excited no, I that Jayla Guy was talking to me. <laughs> I can't even remember what it was about. This useless story that probably should be cut from this podcast, but it was fun.
0: He was one of the inoffensive things about this film, and that's, that's kind of what? rare. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, I, I do have to say, um, Christopher <laughs> Lee almost made his lines work. Um, he was some... going to be my one. I think he's yeah. He he, he does the best he could with it. Yeah. And the Dooku character is really interesting because I I sort of feel if this film wasn't as just messy as it ended up being plot wise, I feel like Dooku, and also if Dooku's name wasn't literally Dooku, um, if it was like Jim or something else, I, I, well, I, at the end, uh, he's
2: uh, Palpatine is like ah oh, Lord Tyrannus like. Which I guess is his, like, Sith name or something. Yeah. Why isn't he just Lord Lord Tyrannus?
0: Yeah, which would probably be so much better. But I feel as though that character, with his whole um, playing both sides sort of um, situation, could have been much more involved in this story and involved in a way that would have made for a more, I suppose, satisfying uh, experience as an audience member. Because also we get more Christopher Lee, and he's bloody great. Yeah. Yeah, he's in all of like 10
2: seconds in the third one,
0: yeah. Which yeah. Sucks. Uh, well, at least we get a little smidge in yeah. just a smidge before, uh, but yeah.
2: I think because he he knows what kind of movie he's in, he knows what this movie is going to be like, mm. and he's kind of delivering his lines and playing his character a bit tongue in cheek. Mm. You know, he's giving it a bit of ham, whereas all the others pr- probably they're probably directed to do it this way. Mm. But they're they're so they're playing it so straight and so serious. Yeah. And it's just a bit like eh. um whereas he's he's like he's reveling in being the evil guy, which is yeah. good.
0: What? I feel I feel I like the, the 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 actor who does okay with the serious stuff, because again it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, is Ewan McGregor. I think he's,
1: yeah. he's
0: he's he is doing a pretty good job and like he gets the occasional sassy line like when it's like we've come to rescue you oh good job you know that kind of thing yeah i I think i think he is doing he's he's clearly working very hard in this film yeah oh yeah
1: that that first scene with him and mr christensen in that were they in a lift yeah and they're talking to each other Mm. that set the tone for the entire film as as far as the dialogue was going to be their relationship. I'm like, are you a couple? Are you a father son? Are you married? Like, I, I don't even think they understood the, I mean, the George Lucas writing understood how to demonstrate the, a frustrated parental dynamic between them because it just read as campy gay couple almost oh, yeah. which even though I'm like well that's actually not too bad either mm. but um but if but there was no uh, it was just I wouldn't have minded that if there was just a little bit of substance behind it
0: yeah um there's a couple of moments in this film which I think are really good because they're terrible as well um I, I think the as we've dubbed them, the killipedes, the weird bugs yes. that he used to kill um, or try to kill Padme in her bed. It's so stupid that I really... I can't help but like that scene. And the fact that Anakin deals with it by, like, jumping on her bed and slicing them in two just needlessly dramatically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if she'd sat up, like, what's going on? He'd have decapitated her. Like, that was not a good way to deal with that situation at all.
2: If, it, look, if this movie was more tongue-in-cheek, more fun, Mm. more of an actual campy homage to those kinds of, like, pulpy 50s sci-fi serials that he's always said these movies are, Mm. then Attack of the Clones would be a perfectly fine title. Mm. Yeah. But but because this movie is so serious and thinks it's so important, Mm. then it just comes... It just is so dumb and weird and and discordant (laughs) with everything.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we get to the trivia, um, I do just want to ask about uh, the the Yoda fight sequence. Oof.
2: Um,
0: I think that "oof" indicates where you sit on that one, uh, Patrick. But Tegan, wh- yeah. where, where are you on the Yoda fight sequence? What, how did it strike you?
1: Um, I mean, it's it's a bit of fun mainly because it's Christopher Lee. It's like when you watch Harry Potter and Kenneth Brenner and Alan Rickman have the little spell off mm. in Chamber of Secrets, you know, like that's, you're watching 2 rather Radha-trained actors say stupid words to each other and make magic. Like mm. it felt like in that sort of world where it's Christopher yeah, it's the
2: Lee. same thing. Two, yeah. two titans of cinema, Christopher Lee and Yoda. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> You could could hear the disdain in Frank Oz's Yoda voice as well, I think. Like, he he just felt like it was a contractual obligation that he wanted out of.
0: Yeah. And just Christopher Mm -hmm. Lee having to say the lines, I can see we cannot settle this with our force powers. We shall have to use the lightsabers instead. Just, ugh, just not. And
1: again, it's one of those plot holes when it came to the force where Yoda gets that catches the big pillar i'm like why didn't you just move the move the skinny dudes like just push the skinny yeah, dudes out exactly. that way yeah like then you could have killed him then we'd all be fine then we wouldn't have to wait for a third film
0: <laughs> yeah i don't think there's another word for it it's it's utter shite this is just not a good film um but yeah. but it but it is fun in parts i think it, but the fun that we derive from it i think is almost entirely uh, goodwill from other Star Wars films um, bleeding into it. I think we're just borrowing goodwill generated from the original trilogy and going, uh, okay, fine, fine, they can have this one, but any more yeah. bad Star Wars films, and we're going to be very angry about it on the internet. That does seem to be what, what, what the general viewpoint was.
1: Yeah. I just think Fortunately, should...
0: no one was angry on
2: the internet again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ever.
1: I just think you shouldn't watch an action film and be relieved when the action sequences happen. You should feel exhilarated. Yeah, but They totally. tend to be respite from the boredom. Yeah. And that's not the sign of a good film.
0: Um. What's, what's the worst bit of this film then? I am curious for us all individually. We'll start with you, Patrick, because you've obviously had I mean, a lot it's of I
2: it's, it's, it's got to I think it's just got to be the. Anakin's story in general, but it's definitely. I mean, we we talked about it nauseum, but yeah, it's definitely. It's got to be the romance. It's got to be the love story. It's just shocking. Mm. It 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 doesn't make sense. It's creepy. It's toxic. All those things, but it's Mm. also just boring.
0: Is there a specific bit there, like one specific like scene or line or something? The what? The fireplace?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, the fireplace. I think might be the if like. If if somehow you've never seen this movie, like, and you want to get a sense of what we're talking about, mm. you can look up the fireplace scene from episode two and just listen to this dialogue, and watch this acting. In the biggest inverted commas I can put it in, mm. it's just yeah. I, I think you think it, it, it just encapsulates everything we're all.
0: Yeah, dialogue within. with an emphasis premise. on the dire. Uh, really, <laughs> not wonderful. Uh, what about no, you, Tegan? No. Yeah. And and the log. Yes. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Tegan? What, what, what's the, what's the big old stinky moment in this one for you?
1: Yeah. It's the romance, but I think it's, yes, we've talked about the toxicity of it, but it's also how it's played out. Like it's how we see it so separate and always in these scenes of like the two of them just in a duologue together, Mm -hmm. like
2: yeah,
1: the yeah, way. there's no, oh, it's just, I don't know, it's just gross. Yeah, it's gross.
0: Yeah, I, I mine also would come from the romance, but it's I mean, the conveyor belt scene comes close because it's just weird and pointless. <laughs> um, but but for me, I'd say that the worst bit of this film is when Anakin and Padme are literally rolling through grassy fields. That's that's the bit where I'm like. <laughs> why is this in the film why is this here what are you doing stop it stop it now that's all like yeah it was yeah. not good um would you guys like some trivia about attack of the clones oh here's up all right <laughs> all of this trivia is sourced from imdb so if it's not true don't blame me the first bit of trivia is to do with someone we haven't spoken much about yet Samuel L. Jackson playing uh, Mace Windu and um, just looking like he's having the most average time. uh, (laughs) This Not good, not bad. He's just there. Um, Although I think he plays- This was certainly a job for him. Yeah. I mean, if the Jedis are meant to be these emotionless um, religious figures, I think that he does a really good job of playing that. Um, He's- He's nailing that sort of lack of anything interesting happening. Um, so, so well done, Sam. Um, Samuel Jackson has uh, claimed that the words "bad mother are engraved on the hilt of his lightsaber. Uh, the same words, famously printed on the wallet of his character from Pulp Fiction.
2: Cool. I like that. Yeah, he
0: oh. um, he was he he had a few thoughts about his lightsaber. Uh, not just having a yes. uh, BMF on the side, but also the fact that. Because he wanted to be able to identify himself in the Coliseum scene, he asked you George Lucas. Purple. Yeah, he asked George Lucas, "Can I have a purple lightsaber?" And George Lucas said, well, "Yeah, but we only do blue or, or green." And Samuel Jackson was said, "But I'd like purple." Um, Jackson says he didn't know how it would turn out until he went in for reshoots, uh, which is when Lucas showed him the saber containing. Sorry. When Lucas showed him the scene containing his purple lightsaber, so I, I think that's kind of nice. Though Lucas going, yeah, okay, I guess it, it seems alright. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay, yeah, occasionally George Lucas can do the right thing. Uh, <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it is a cool look that that purple lightsaber. Like it is just, it is it is quite cool. At least I think so.
2: No, oh, I think it's really cool too. I just wish they'd done it. I, uh, a little bit more with it in the sequel. perhaps not the purple one necessarily, but like,
0: well, if they can be different colors, mm. yeah,
2: you know, like at the very, very end of um, what's a, what's its face? Oh, the Earth's most last, recent one. Yeah, yeah, she's got the yellow one.
0: That's right. It's like
2: well, it would have been would have been cool to see her see her use it.
0: Yeah, as opposed to just that go. That would have been pretty cool <laughs> instead of just like on. turn
2: it on and off. Yeah. Uh, ah yeah. well. Anyway.
0: But we, we, we live and we learn. Um, but yeah, I do like
2: the book one. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hayden Christensen claimed to have greatly enjoyed filming the bar scene because it was on a real set, not on a green screen. Um, and I I think... Uh, Tegan, did you have a particular thought about the way this film was shot, given that it was obviously predominantly on green screens? Like One of the things we often talk about with films from almost 20 years ago, as this is, is how the special effects either do or don't hold up, but because this was one of the first films that was shot predominantly on green or blue screens, um, did did you, I guess, think maybe it still worked or did it look stilted compared to how it's done now?
1: Um, I don't think I noticed much in the film itself because it's all, like, it's not like you're moving from a real set to a green screen set, you know, on and off. Hmm. When it's intermittent, I think it's more noticeable there's definitely more of a life like in that bar scene it feels more alive because mm. there's real people around and there's real movement and there's kind of choreo in how the camera is following them around and I really feel like that gets lost um in a green screen setting because the only way you get that movement is with quick editing so that mm. you know that it becomes more frenetic with with editing and things like that and I like, that is definitely where a lot of the magic in the originals lies, yeah. I would I would argue, um, is seeing is the creatures that are there and these aliens that are there having these odd faces and these odd looks, but they're actually, like, you could touch them, you know, the, you, you can feel that you can touch them. Yeah. It, it's not just, for, not just for look. So um, as far as watching the film, didn't notice it because it was all, all the same, yeah. but, um, but yeah, and, and all the films are from that era. Mm. Like, um, yeah. Like you were talking about, um, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man
2: mm.
1: and that, I remember that in that film, I remember watching that and loving the film except for all of those sequences and being like, this is bad. This
2: is this swinging bad. through this. Yeah.
1: yeah. his Arms attached to his body. And one, yeah. one <laughs> <laughs> and I'm <laughs> like, I don't like this. I don't like CGI because yeah. it
0: doesn't yeah. right. I, I think it's maybe quite telling that th- there is one film from that time period which is generally really still held to be very good and that's, well, three films technically and that's the Lord of the Rings trilogy which um, I think attempted to do a lot more with practical effects and certainly mm-hmm. in, yeah. you know, shooting on location, but they're cgi stuff there's there's a lot of it particularly in the the second and third films um i think because so much of the the rest of the film is grounded in quote-unquote like a reality like filming in the real world filming out on mountainsides I, i think that does bleed through into the performances when there are cg elements whereas this all taking place in some Sydney studio with with green paint <laughs> on the walls. It, it really, yeah. it really just doesn't create like a, a, an atmosphere that I think was conducive to to the film just having any feeling behind it. It did feel a bit yeah. empty and emotionless.
2: That's, that's the thing with the Lord of the Rings. Like they use CG to augment what's already there. Mm. They don't create entire backdrops and entire mm. scenes and entire uh, uh, settings and things out of whole cloth
0: mm.
2: with CGI. Yeah, and that's when that's when it works the best. Mm. Yeah, when it's is when it's it's adding to it, it's augmenting what's already there.
0: Yeah, and I and I do think that's something that the the most recent Star Wars trilogy um, did quite well, where a lot of that yeah. has still been shot on green screen, but they yeah, had totally. a lot of location shoots as well, and I, I think balanced those two quite well um, as, as compared mm. to what this was. The entire aggressive negotiations conversation during the dinner scene between Anakin and Padme was ad-libbed by Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman um, at George Lucas's request, um, and also I believe the actors' (laughs) request as well, uh, because they weren't happy with the romantic dialogue he had written for that scene. Those are the only scene where they're like laughing and seemingly (laughs) have any kind of human connection with each other. Yeah, so it's
2: funny that.
0: Yeah, that that scene's ad libbed though, um, which I think is maybe quite telling that I think everyone involved knew that this script was was not not a winner, maybe uh, in that respect. Uh, which makes is...
1: me feel sorry for Hayden Christensen because it is actually a scene where there's glimpses of a sweet character, like something that mm. he's obviously bringing to that character, which yeah. is sweet. Yeah. But that's it.
0: Mm. That's a real shame. Um, this is the only Star Wars film that was not the top grossing film of the year that it was released in, in North America. Um, it placed third that year behind Sam Raimi's Spider Man. So, you know, you're right, Patrick. It was a better film, at least yeah. box office. is Solo
1: there now, though? Isn't Solo
0: um, one of that, those? Names? That's a good point. I don't oh, know if possibly, Solo, yeah. yeah, this might be. I think this,
1: Solo earned less than this mm. one. I think that topic.
0: Look, this is uh, the disclaimer at the top of this section is, if it's not true, don't blame me. OK, that's that's why I say that at the beginning now. Um, or if it's out of date, don't blame me. That's Steve. probably mm. what it is. This is probably from uh, pre uh, the the Wonder that, that was solo. Um, the, the other film that finished ahead of it that year was The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. So probably not surprising because those films were absolutely massive. Um When Obi-Wan and Anakin enter the sports bar on Coruscant to search for the assassin Zam Wessel, played by Liana Walsman, uh, from looking for alabrandi brandy, as, as mentioned in our group <laughs> chat. Um, several actors, actresses and crew members from the Star Wars movies who we don't traditionally see the faces of were in that scene. Uh, Ahmed Best, who was Jar Jar Binks, uh, and Anthony Daniels, who's C-3PO, are both in that scene out of uh, their various costumes. Also visible in the crowd are R2-D2 handler Don Bys and his droid team. Um, so, yeah, all the guys that are usually in the droid suits were out and about in that bar. That's pretty cool yeah i like that yeah it's, it's a nice touch
2: and i think i'm um, at best and, and anthony daniels get pretty decent shots as well like you actually mm. see you know that you actually see some reaction shots of them so yeah. that's good
0: yeah they it actually
2: is good. get to act with their faces yeah even for a second yeah
1: <laughs> i'm pretty sure the guy that he talks to at the bar I'm not 100% sure but I'm pretty sure that's the guy that played Irene's son in Home and Away in the what? 90s.
0: The the do you want to buy some Matt, death Doran, Matt Doran.
1: Yeah, and yeah. he's in The Matrix,
2: isn't he? He is. Oh wow. Do you want to know his character's name in that in Star Wars? Go on then. Yeah. Elon Bagano. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I
1: changed my mind, I don't want to know his name I want to know him I from Home and Away
0: uh, I, forgot a- I forgot that name Oh dear
2: Every character has a name At least every speaking character has a name mm. And he's called mm. Ilan Sleazebagano
0: mm.
2: I don't know I kind of like that I kind of like the balls <laughs> of just going like You know what, this guy's a sleazebag His name's Sleazebagano,
0: next mm. Yep yeah. Come on. We've got to, i got to write this scene with these. <laughs> we've, got, we've got to name
2: a hundred more toys before, before lunch. <laughs>
0: um, there were many actors who were up for the part of Anakin Skywalker. Um, I'm going to give you a list of a few of them. And I just want to know whether or not you think they could have done um, a good, a good job or not, because obviously Hayden Christensen. I can
1: tell you right now, they'll all be better.
0: Okay. Than... Yeah. Okay, well, Hayden Christensen, Hayden Correct. Christensen I think we've all acknowledged was definitely um acting uphill, I guess to an extent. Like this this was not an, an easy role. So um here here we go. Uh, Ryan Philippe. Yeah, much better. Okay. That would have been better. Uh Misha Collins. Who's that? Uh he plays that that is. Okay, he plays Castiel in the TV series Supernatural. Um and he's done a lot of TV acting. Um, Supernatural fans out there will be going, "What?" Whoop. Yeah, anyway, um, is he one of the two in Supernatural? No, he's the third. <laughs> he's, oh, then he's sorry, third guy. Um, uh, I
1: didn't
0: yeah. realize. He's the uh, third guy. Look, uh, if if Doctor Ellen Sears was here, she would be um, very much taking you to task on on Supernatural, <laughs> but she's not, so we don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul Walker. Ooh. He
1: would have been, he, I think he would have
2: been great. Mm. He yeah. would have been different, for sure. Mm. Yeah,
0: I think he could have done quite a good job, but I I, I don't mm. know, particularly Paul Walker in the early 2000s, I just don't know if he would have... I think he would have just been another Hayden Christensen, to be honest. I don't know that we would have seen much different, as, as good as an actor as he ended up you know, being. I think he in, would I have suppose.
1: been less spooky. He wouldn't have been as such a spooky yeah. lala. Mm. Yeah, um, that's that's the problem with that's what makes it look like a toxic relationship. I think it's not just that he's acting poorly, it's that it's he comes across very sooky.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, because I think, and Steve, you might say this later in the trivia, so but if you do, I'm going to spoil it now. Um, he I think George Lucas said he wanted a James Dean type for Mm. Anakin, yeah, which you can kind of see in Hayden Christensen, Mm. but he's not a good enough actor to pull it off. Yeah.
1: yeah. Ryan Philippe oh, would have done that well
0: yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Colin <laughs> Hanks. Oh. I mean, he's good, but I can't see him in a role like that. Nah. No.
0: No. Nah, Tom Hanks, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hate sand. It gets everywhere. <laughs> Just Sam? Yeah.
1: Oh, not the sand. <laughs> Don't eat the sand.
0: <laughs> uh, Christian Bale
2: see I he's been I reckon the, uh, let me start that sentence again go ahead because for a long time I've said that he would been he would have been a much better anarchist mm. um, he's got he's got that kind of slightly dark a bit bit dark mm. a yeah. seriousness about him but he's also a good actor so that yeah. helps yeah I think he would Those, have been a great choice.
1: The dynamic with him and you and McGregor would have been fantastic as well yeah. but They would have just done Velvet Goldmine Mm. a couple of years earlier. So they would have, so that would have been quite funny to see that dynamic (laughs) change from Velvet Goldmine to this. But he would be too old at that point, surely. Yeah. He'd be late 20s. Yeah. 20? He'd be late 20s. Oh, late 20s. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: know. And that's a problem. And that's a problem with the script. Like, there's kind of no reason that he's only 19 or whatever he's meant to be.
1: Yeah.
2: Like he could be in his mid to late 20s where he's perhaps a little bit more accomplished, a little bit more a little bit more of a realised character, which would make sense why Padme would fall in love with him. Mm.
1: Well, this might be controversial, but I would argue that Natalie Portman isn't the best Padme. It's not a reflection on her as a performer. I just think it's a miscast. No, I don't think
2: she's great in it either.
0: Yeah. No. I, but... I mean, she's good a good actor in general, but I, I again, oh, I, I don't think even, I think you have to be a very good actor to make this stuff work, which is why I think like Christopher Lee is just about making it work, but also he's in a role that suits his sort of sensibilities and the yeah. type of characters he yeah. played in the Hammer yeah. horror films. Whereas yeah. I think it's a thankless task to be Padme or, or Anakin in these films. Um, a couple yeah. of others, um, as well as Christian Bale, Heath Ledger. Yeah, well, you've been all right. With the benefit of hindsight, yeah. Mm, I think he potentially could have done a good job. Uh, yeah. and finally, Leonardo DiCaprio. Nah, we're, no. we're shaking our heads. We're not we're not into Leo for yeah. this one. Very
2: good actor, but not right for that. No. Yeah.
0: Um, the reason that Hayden Christensen got the part was primarily because he and Natalie Portman, quote, looked good together, end quote. <laughs> so did, I just didn't did act they... good together. I don't I think so. I'm just wondering. I think
1: she looks like his big sister, yeah. which is making even more creepy.
0: Yeah. I'm just yeah. wondering if Natalie Portman had to come in and stand next to all of these actors and they auditioned and for whatever reason, Hayden Christensen was the one that looked the least awkward. It's probably. Just, probably by yeah. the time
2: they started getting up into those like final kind of dozen or so actors. Mm. Yeah. She probably would have had to come in and do readings with them all. and Yeah. All that stuff. Possibly. Yeah. Quite likely.
0: Yeah, anyway, Hayden got the job and well done, you know, that's that's a good, that was a good job to get. It's a shame it turned out the way it did. Um, yeah. This was the first film appearance of New Zealand actor Daniel Logan in the role of Boba Fett. Little Boba Fett. Um, Fett yeah. Uh, apparently on set, um, Daniel Logan asked Christopher Lee how many movies he had made. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, He's just running around this little kid going, oh, you you in some movies? Oh, how many movies have you been in? <laughs> Mr. Um, the- Lee. Mr. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> the famously prolific Lee was not insulted, and in fact laughed heartily and informed the young actor he had appeared in over two hundred films. Oh, what two hundred? No way! Yeah. No way, bro. <laughs> I love little Boba Fett in this. Uh, he's, yeah, he's a good, he's, he's a good, good little actor. The fits, the fits are good. Mm. I like yeah. it. Do
1: you know what's sweet about that story as well? Is that obviously it was a Probably a lovely place to be filming. If mm. that's Ooh. you know that's the kind of energy that the only real kid on that set can pick up on. Yeah. I think that speaks a lot about the the culture of that film. That, that yes. just makes them smile. That's really sweet. Mm.
0: Um, oh, I imagine they would have been having.
2: They're making a Star Wars movie. Like they didn't know how it was going to turn out. They would have been having the yeah. best time. But you
1: know how like you yeah. feel. They're so stressful, and you know there's oh for sure people yeah. overworked and that sort of stuff and like everything I hear about particularly these three films seems to be pretty good. Like it's always, they're working hard and they know it's silly, but there's always a lot of um, understanding on the set, Mm. which is nice to hear from films in that, around that time. Yeah, it
2: is nice to hear. i are only
1: really hearing stuff now about, you know, films, about people making films and actually Making them an ethical place to be,
0: so mm, yeah. I
1: love hearing those, those stories.
0: Yeah, uh, the character of Count Dooku was initially designed a number of different ways. Uh, potentially, the original design was some form of female alien character, with concepts being thrown around like a killer fairy, a hyper advanced robot, and several others. Eventually, George Lucas told a big the team, trade. "Yeah." <laughs> George Lucas told the team they could either make one design work or scrap the whole thing and have a fresh start because Christopher Lee had just signed on. So they did the easy thing. We could have a killer fairy or a robot. Yeah, we've literally, Christopher Lee, we've somehow bagged into this shitstorm we're making. Like, do we want to just use him? Yeah, okay. We won't do any work. Sounds good.
1: Does that mean they signed him without having a character for him? They just went, he'll be great in the universe. Let's let's figure I out what it would be surprised.
0: Like. it sounds like yeah they, they christopher lee they just managed to convince to come on It's an interesting thing with lee because he was originally one of the um actors that they offered the part of grand moff tarkin to back in the first star wars film and he turned it down and then of course peter cushing took the part who was one of christopher lee's great friends and had obviously a great role in that film and christopher lee reportedly um really regretted turning down that role because it was it was a good role Mike Gramov tarkin so i think that's probably why when they were sounded out interest about being like hey do you want to be in one of these star wars films he might have gone you know what yes this this can only go well so <laughs> yeah um which is kind of nice since the special effects model of Boba Fett's Slave 1 was on loan to the Smithsonian at the time of filming, a computer-generated version of the ship had to be created. So there's no actual Slave 1 in this film. It's, it's all CG. But I just like the idea of them going, oh, great, we're going to have Boba Fett in this film. Can we get the Slave 1? Ugh, we, we lent it to the <laughs> Smithsonian. Sorry. <laughs> Can we get it back? No. No, to quote one of your really
2: thingy about that stuff.
0: Yeah, to quote one of your other films, it belongs in a museum, George. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the final bit of trivia, which I think um, I I think is, I'll just I'll just tell you what it is. The final bit of trivia is George Lucas's original idea for the Clone Wars. Before writing this film, before writing any of the prequel trilogy, his original idea was that in the Clone Wars, everybody in the galaxy would be fighting their own clones. Okay. That's the concept. So (sighs) the Clone Wars originally would have been like Obi-Wan fighting the Obi-Wan copy. Like it would have been literally two armies of the same people fighting each other.
1: Well, that makes the title make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it was too expensive to do.
0: Well, so they just, just it's very. Obi-Wan's
2: one a slightly different coloured costume.
0: Yeah, well, he's obi too, <laughs> obviously.
2: Like when you both pick Sub-Zero. Yeah. Slightly different colour blue.
0: I just... I read that bit of trivia last night and I've been yeah. thinking about it ever since um, because it, it honestly feels like it is more something that would belong in a Rick and Morty episode than in a Star Wars film. Yeah, like just this idea of these people fighting themselves. And I would like to see that Rick and Morty episode. And I'm glad that we don't have it in a Star Wars film, because given how convoluted and not good this story was, that wasn't about like, who's the real person is the real Anakin me or is it this clone Anakin? Mm. You know, all this kind of thing. I just don't know that they would have been able to handle something with additional complexity than, than what this was.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's it's so strange. Like when you, if, if you if you got time, generally people who listen who might not know this, like if you got time, dig into like all the stuff that George Lucas wrote for the the Star Wars trilogy, the original trilogy in particular, and just how complex and deep and weird it is. And there's a lot of like pre-existing stuff as well. Um, and it doesn't really surprise a lot of like spiritual kind of metaphysical stuff. And it doesn't really surprise me that that was kind of his initial concept. Because mm. it fits in with all of his like, his, his kind of, he, he, the, the, the weird parts of the story. Yeah. That didn't make it into the final trilogy.
0: Yeah. I, I remember reading a, a thing where one of the concepts was that Yoda was going to visit the midichlorians like the midichlorians were actually yeah, yeah. independent intelligent microscopic beings and that there was yeah. going to be this whole sequence where yoda went and visited the midichlorians that was essentially yeah, like-, like
2: this weird council or something and like luke yeah. Skywalker was actually the reincarnation of a force spirit
0: or something like that yeah and there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in it yeah, yeah when when you read that you kind of go you know what these films are okay. They're, they're, <laughs> this could have been a it's lot. It's a lot. I think.
2: I think it was a lot more fantasy,
0: mm. yeah, his
2: original kind of idea than what it ended up being.
0: Yeah. Uh, which, um, which, you know, I mean, Star Wars films are still fun, and I, I think ultimately, yeah, th- there's still fun bits in this film. Um, but it, I, yeah. I, I think of of the five that we've reviewed for this program so far, th- it's definitely the weakest. Oh um, god, yeah yeah i think that's that's undeniable i mean i mean you were both on the return of the jedi episode a couple of years ago and that was that was a fun film return of the jedi is a great blast yep. but, yeah uh, it is yeah yeah clones see
1: i like that i, I like that idea of the cl- i think that's more intriguing it also makes the title of this film make sense more than a 20 minute film. fly at the end of the film mm. um with like just randomly made clones that were apparently ordered 10 years before but no one knew why and like
0: mm.
1: like that yeah the the backpedaling they've had to do to justify this story i mm. might be wrong again i haven't seen the others but it felt like there was all of that narrative and plot build up to try and justify this story because this was always going to be episode two was always going to be the clone story mm. we just haven't figured out what the clone story is and the original's yeah. The original idea is too difficult, so let's just make it a little army of clones.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You talk about the backpedalling and the the justifying things, and I think a big part of that is because for some reason he had to make it that Palpatine was playing both sides
0: Mm.
2: instead of just being a dictator who took control when he Mm. won the war. Yeah.
1: Which makes, yeah, which would be fine.
2: Yeah, mm. it would have made a lot more sense. It would be much easier to understand. But instead, because he's playing both sides, like it doesn't—it's hard, almost impossible to tell from the first watching of it. But like he's actually the one that ordered the clones ten years ago and pretended it was right. some other Jedi mm. and all this other stuff. Mm.
1: Oh, and okay, so that's but, what they mean. That's when they say he died. This this other Jedi died much earlier than ten years ago, so it couldn't have been him. That's what they meant.
2: When they said yeah. That. Yeah, it's she like it couldn't do. have been this guy who placed the order because he died all this time ago. When really, it was it was Palpatine using a fake ID, basically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he'd stolen this Not guy's nothing. identity. Palpatine a big... yeah. He's just standing outside a, place a bottle a, shop. It, yeah, just going he, like, he'd
2: stolen this guy's <laughs> tech credit card and yeah. made a big Amazon order.
0: Like, Excuse me, sir. Can you go into the store and buy me a six pack of clones, please? Oh my <laughs> That's um, it. That's why like it's just,
2: it's, yeah. it's unnecessarily complicated, and like you could still make it that he's prodding the war to happen because he knows it's his like, it's it's his best chance to take power. Mm.
1: Well, it would still uh, work in if it, you know the, all that all this this the force stuff that they're talking about the dark side and the, like it still makes yeah. sense that the dark that then it makes even more sense that they wouldn't figure out who's turning the senate or who's turning whatever the, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't, yeah because yeah. he doesn't even know it himself. He thinks he's doing what's right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Look, we've got, we, the film turned out the way that it did. Uh, yeah, could have had did. better writers. Maybe could have had worse, who knows? Uh, but um, ultimately, this is what we're left with, uh, which does feel like more questions than answers, but- A
2: steaming pile of Dooku. <laughs>
0: yes, a steaming pile of Dooku indeed. Let's score the film, guys. And we're gonna start with you, Tegan, because it was your first time watching Attack of the Clones what would you give it out of 10?
1: Um, I'm going to give it three aggressive negotiations out of 10. Mm. Um, all three of those are for Boba Fett, Django Fett. And I really, I know I did like that. I did like the, the fun fight at the end, the gladiator ripoff. That Mm. was fun. Yeah. So there, there was elements of like, Oh good. This was, this was my relief, but, um, I was aggressively negotiating with myself through the whole film to hang in there. So um, mm. so that's, that's my score. That's,
0: that's my lowest score. I think. That's entirely fair. Uh, what about yourself, Patrick?
2: Um, I'm going to give this two racist alien caricatures out of ten. <laughs> but which <Wow>. two? <laughs> uh, probably, probably Watto and mm-hmm. um, and and oh, we'll go with Jar Jar Binks.
0: not the not the um, the trade federation vaguely japanese they're pretty
2: pretty bad but i guess they they come in pairs already don't they they're they're already two of those guys yeah it's those two it's not even the interesting ones it's those two yeah it's both the trade federation guys who talk in stereotypical asian accents um yeah no this movie sucks it really (laughs) it's it's really bad and the only reason i'm giving it two is because because what tegan said because of some of the Mm -hmm. decent performances from like Fitz and Ewan McGregor and Christopher Lee, and and the action is
0: sparse
2: but decent. It's fun, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, God, it's just not a good film. That's that's really just what comes out of this. But but I don't I'm I'm really struggling with where to place it because I, I was tremendously bored by this film. Um yeah. and like that the fun was talking to the two of you on Messenger and then and also just writing notes and realising in my book of notes, I wrote more notes for this than I did for Parasite, um, which we did uh, last week. But I think the reason that I've done that is just because I'm just looking for something to do, whereas Parasite, I was so captivated, I struggled to keep yeah. notes. Um, and also going from Parasite to Attack of the Clones was a real gear shift uh, in terms of politics. <laughs> Um, but it's, and it is a bad film. It It, it is my least favourite Star Wars film, although I do think Rise of the Skywalker is definitely potentially going to compete with it, but I feel as though Rise of the Skywalker at least is quite a competent film in some respects. It's got a little
2: bit more going for it, I yeah. reckon, but
0: it's still, it's it's
2: down there for yeah. sure.
0: Um, but Whereas this just feels like it's a badly made film as well as being... Um, a, a terrible story with the toxic romance at the center of it. Um, I I don't think it's, it's as low as a one out of 10. That's the thing. I don't think it's, it's irredeemably bad, but it's, it's certainly poopy. Um, it, it's, it's a load of dooku, as you said. So uh, I'm going to give it two and a half kilopedes out of 10. I, I just, um, <laughs> I didn't have, a wonderful time with the film, and that's where that sentence ends. Not yep, yep, yep. Yeah, thank you for watching. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it was fun getting to watch it with um, with two friends in this uh, yeah. weird miniature lockdown time that we're going. Well, that's through.
2: why I'm glad we were, we did, we did message each other, we were on Messenger because mm. I was a
0: little bit concerned when we did this little
2: impromptu lockdown was announced. Mm knowing that that's where the fun was going to be watching this movie. I'm like, Oh, if we have to all be in separate places, we can't all watch it together. Yeah. Is this going to be a bit, is this going to be difficult to watch? Are we going to have anything to talk about? But fortunately we were all on the same page and it worked out, but yeah, I was a little worried.
0: Yeah.
1: Sometimes when we do these films and just me in general, I, I like to watch the film more than I like to talk. I'm like, no, we've got to watch it. We might miss something. We might Mm. miss something good. This was not that film. I no. was just, I was yeah. just churning stuff out because that was more fun. It
0: yeah. was
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah, look, Star Wars has got lots of great films to pick from. This just wasn't one of them. Um, so, you know, you, you have been warned. Next year we get to do <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, um, which I, I at least have some memories of and uh, will hopefully be uh, yeah. a little bit more enjoyable. But uh, look, that- I reckon
2: it's at least a competent movie
0: yeah that one. and also it's the one where the stuff that we are all waiting to happen does happen yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like everything this... actually
2: happens in that one
0: yeah and I feel like Attack of the Clones really does suffer from the fact that because it is the middle film it gets none of the sort of interest in establishing what was the world that was the galaxy of Star Wars like before wow. um, Darth Vader rose and obviously we don't get to see Darth Vader's appearance until the third film um so very end of the
2: third film yeah
0: but even then like anakin's descent into becoming darth vader there's bits of it in this film but it starts properly at the start of the third film um yeah so it's this this second film is kind of just paddling it's just wading in the water just hoping that you'll stick through yeah and yeah basically um yeah in in short dear listener we did not like this film, but we <laughs> had a great time um, watching it uh, together whilst also being a part. So Patrick and Tegan, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. It's
2: and always th- a pleasure. Aww. Even when we have to watch episode two, Attack of the Clones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Episode and-
1: number two, The Dooku. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, this film wasn't great. And... Some of the other films we watch aren't great, but occasionally, uh, more than occasionally, they're pretty good. Uh, If you have films you would like to suggest that we watch, um, you can do that in a number of ways. We have a Facebook page. You can just go there and just shout films at us. Just turn up, just type Velvet Goldmine. We haven't done that one yet. Just send it and I'll go, oh, okay. Okay. We'll add it to the list. Um, just search for the Cinema Catchup Club on Facebook. You can also make more direct suggestions over at Patreon uh, by giving us money. That makes me listen. Uh, just go over to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. Um, we have polls going up there um, all the time, which um, help choose what films are coming up so you can become a member over there and of course you can subscribe to get a fresh episode each and every week just search for the cinema Up club on itunes or soundcloud or spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from but that's all for this week so until next time goodbye bye Easter, the